hello my friends welcome back to hold up let me explain it's me your girl nicole back from italy my friends i apologize for claiming on last episode that i was going to have a new episode last monday i really genuinely believed that i was going to have one ready for you but between doing all my assignments ahead of time packing working hustling like doing all that i needed to do before the trip i just couldn't find the time i did sit down at one point to record an episode but i felt like it wasn't of quality so i was like you know something Let's just skip it. Um, but I am going to promise from here on out, if I say there will be a next episode the following week, I will make sure that there is already one recorded and ready to go because I really thought I was going to have it prepared, but I just didn't. But I want to get into this episode because I want to tell you all about my trip. And I was even thinking, I, I, you see, I got back on Friday, right? And then I took Saturday off because I always like to take a day off after traveling to just kind of like get back to the time zone, unpack, just get back to my normal self, <laughs> just unwind. Um, and I ended up going back to work on Sunday, but I only worked the single shift. And when I got back, everyone was so excited to see me. I felt so loved. But a lot of people started to ask me like, oh my God, like how much did your trip cost? You know, how did you make it out there? How did, how'd you do? And I'm not even going to front guys. I can't, I got there obviously with money. I came back with like $8 in my account. I'm not even going to front. Like I am so happy that I am a server because at least, you know, going back to work means I am leaving the shift with cash. So I don't feel as broke. Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of debating on whether or not I wanted to dedicate an episode on like how I was able to afford my trip. I'm sure some of us are nosy and want to know. But the question is do we care do we care so I'm going to leave that to simmer you let me know if you care I'll probably do a poll on Instagram if you do I will post another episode kind of just giving the tea on how I was able to afford the trip um, how much money I did spend everywhere I went um, I might give the little details here and there throughout the episode just to kind of let you know more or less how expensive certain things were what was worth like what things were worth the experience and what things were better off skipped um, but yeah I'll get into that on the episode but for now I'm going to tell you all that I did and all that I experienced during my Italian trip so let's get into it Okay, so first city we traveled to. So <clears throat> we landed in Rome and the Airbnb that we stood at was right in front of the Pantheon, which is one of the monuments that are located in the center of Rome. So here's the thing, right? <clears throat> I went to Italy for my boyfriend's birthday. He's He was turning 31 and his birthday this year just happened to land on Easter Sunday. So naturally we always travel on his birthday but i think in my brain i just completely missed the mark that we would be going to italy on holy week hi it was busy it was packed it was crowded and it's crazy right because typically whenever we travel for my boyfriend's birthday given that it's in april it falls right around that spring break era like depending where you're from so naturally wherever we go to travel to it tends to be pretty you know lit but all the times we've traveled we've always gone to like the Caribbean like places where we know for a fact that's going to be busy 
not once did we think that Italy would be as busy until we were there and we're like, wait a second. Hi, it's Holy Week. Of course, it's going to be packed. So Rome was so congested with people. It was insane. Um, but nonetheless, it was awesome. We went to see the Pantheon, like I said before, which is like this monument. It's I forgot what it is. Google it, please, because I don't really feel like Googling it. Um, but we stood right in front of there. We went to the Trevi Fountain, obviously made our wishes, went to see the Colosseum, went to see the Spanish Steps. And we were only there for about three days. And when we first arrived on the first day, um, we got there like around 11 o'clock, like in the afternoon. So even though we were extremely jet lagged, we were like, no, we're going to take a shower. We're going to start the day like we are not wasting time. So we first we like walked around the city. We found all these cute little restaurants. And the thing about Rome, <clears throat> especially like in the center, even though it's like very touristic, there are so many places to eat and dine in at like. And the thing is, like, because the streets are so narrow and it is in the center of the city, there aren't many cars that go through that area. So like anywhere we wanted to go, we had to walk. And for me, I don't mind walking. When I lived in Italy, I learned very quickly that needing a car wasn't or isn't necessary because everything is pretty like it's so crazy because whenever I use my GPS, no lie, the same time frame it would take to get picked up and taken to another location was the same time frame it would be if we were just to walk like so nine times out of ten like we just had to decide whether or not we wanted to be lazy about it because getting to our destination was going to take the same time frame like it didn't mean it was going to be any faster so we walked a lot but I didn't mind it because it's crazy because like even though we ate and drank all the time with all the walking that we did I honestly felt like I came back like I lost weight I kid you not. The portions out there are normal, you know, compared to like American sized portions. And so whenever I ate, I always ate and felt satisfied. Like I didn't feel like extremely full. I didn't feel lethargic. And for whatever reason, I felt like I was like low key shutting down. That's when I would get my little shot of espresso and I was out the door. I loved it. Bottles of wine was literally like, okay, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I keep clearing my throat. Okay, so like when I go out to restaurants, and it's not to say that like I purposely spend a lot of money just to say that I can, but obviously I go to nice places and glasses of wine, at least the ones that I like, if they're not like house or happy hour or whatever, they typically cost like $15, 20 bucks, depending like the level of quality the wine is. And we all know that restaurants market up super expensive anyway, because they fucking can. But literally the bottles of wine in these restaurants were like 28 euro 30 euro which you think like okay 30 dollars or i wouldn't say 30 dollars because technically it's euro our money is not worth a lot but when you break it down it's like okay 30 euro let's say that's about like 36 dollars almost 40 dollars so imagine being in italy having bottles of wine that are made locally you think like okay $30, 30 euro for a bottle of wine. Um, yes, please. So literally everywhere we went, we just got bottles of wine. And then it's nice because if you don't finish it, they give you to go cups to pour the remaining wine in. And then you just walk around the city with wine. Because the thing in Italy too, that I wanted to point out is that true Italians, and I can't speak for all of them, but they don't drink to get drunk, right? I feel like 
I don't want to say that's an American thing because that's that could be anybody, you know. I've definitely been to Belgium and seen some British people get fucked up. So I can't say it's only Americans, but Italians per se don't drink to get drunk. They drink to socialize. So the idea of walking around with just a cup of wine isn't like illegal, right? I mean, as long as you don't act a fool, but that's just what we did. And it just felt so like easy and freeing and just awesome. Now, Visiting those monumental areas, especially, for example, like the Trevi Fountain was low key, like now when I say traumatizing, I'm definitely being dramatic. But when I like, yo, so many people, it was like I wanted to shoulder check everybody that was in my way because all I wanted was a cute picture. I wanted my Lizzie McGuire moment and I just couldn't really have it. There was a guy with a Polaroid camera offering to take photos of people. Obviously for a price, because that's like another thing I'm about to get into, the hustlers on the streets. But he was like, I took a picture of you. I took a picture of you. So I noticed that when he was offering to take a photo of me, he was literally pushing people out of the way. So I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, babe, this is our moment. Like, I feel like this man is our only wind, like our only way to get a photo on the fountain without anybody being in the way. So he was literally like pushing people out of the way just for us to sit down on the ledge, throw the coin and take our cute picture. And he took it through like a Polaroid camera. He took three photos. And when he printed them out, I looked at them. They were okay. Um, And he was like, okay, 30 euro. And I'm like, motherfucker, (laughs) 30 euro for these three bum ass pictures. But I still paid the guy because he still helped me out. But I think he noticed my reaction. So he was like, I take picture of you on your phone. And I said, okay, for free, or are you trying to charge me more? And he's like, no, 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 I, it's included. So I'm like, I say less. So I gave him my phone and Arnaldo just kind of like stood in the back, just like watching. And again, he like pushed every, I, w- I wouldn't say he was like pushing everybody away, but he was kind of like taking his hand and like kind of just, you know, just moving them out of the way. Like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Like, no lie. Like Arnaldo felt like it was kind of awkward because like, this man like literally pushed people off the way just so I could have my photo. But low key, I was like, listen, I paid for this. Okay, guys, I paid for this. And let me tell you something. Nobody was listening. Okay. I'm not a rude person. I still said, excuse me. I still said behind, you know, the server in me had to say behind and nobody was fucking moving. I I get it. You know, it's the Trevi Fountain. It's a busy place. Everybody wants a picture of it. No one's entitled to a photo shoot, especially in the afternoon on Holy Week. I get it. But this man was making it work for me. So I was just letting it happen. I mean, fuck it. I paid the guy, right? So he took my pictures and I was so grateful for them. But of course, you know, I looked at the pictures and I got picky and I was like, fuck, I don't like any of them. But I still posted some of them on Instagram. No, take it back. Posted them on Facebook because Facebook, I feel like there's no pressure. Like I can just post whatever pictures there and everybody's grateful for it. Like my family. That's what I'm talking about. Like my mom, my dad, my aunts, my cousins, like they're, they, they're happy to see the photos that I post on Facebook, right? On Instagram, it's like a whole different story, right? Because that's like the place where you want to flex. So when I looked at the photos, again, not that everybody gives a fuck, not that anybody gives a fuck, but I was like, Mm-mm, my forehead looks shiny. I feel like my sunglasses are too far up my face. Like I was getting really picky. So I was like, eh, but whatever. I stuck on my pictures. I was still super grateful. And yeah, we just like walked around. It was awesome. Now, now, Rome is a 
awesome city to visit. I will sell, I will say, <clears throat> especially if you really want to go to Italy. They always say that if you really want to experience Italy, your best bet is to go to those smaller cities and those smaller towns because that's the only way you could really experience the authentic side of Italy. Places like Rome and Venice and Florence could be kind of touristic. Um, but again, the reason why I really wanted to go to Rome was because it was Arnaldo's first time. And, you know, it's only fair to see those monumental places, right? Because when you think of Italy, you think of those places. But the downfall of visiting those areas is not only because it's so touristic, it's really hard to decide or to kind of decipher, I guess, what is authentic and what is not. And what I mean by that is when you go to Rome, Naturally, you want to go shopping, right? You want to bring a little piece of that city along with you. And there are tons of souvenir shops everywhere and little kiosks that kind of sit in the center of certain piazzas that are trying to sell you those souvenirs. But when you look at them, you realize that they all look the same and you look at it and it looks kind of tacky and you think to yourself, okay, well, how authentic is this? Because I know I'm looking at a shirt or a cup or you know something and you and you know it says Rome on it and you know that you got it there but when you look at the product you're thinking okay well was it made here or was it made in China and then that's when it becomes this thing where you're like fuck I don't want to buy anything here this doesn't look like like a true Italian souvenir this looks like a souvenir shop like how authentic is this really and then when you go to those touristic areas, you see all these restaurants and you start to think the same thing. Like, okay, like I know they have spaghetti. I know they have pasta. I know they have pizzas here, but how authentic is it? I am I getting like an authentic Italian dish or has it been Americanized for the tourism that comes through this way? So that's the only downfall I will say about Rome. I'm not saying don't visit. Obviously go. Don't let me be the one to tell you what to do. Not to say that you would listen to me anyway, but it kind of makes you double think like, okay, like I'm happy to be here, but how authentic is it really? Now, there were many restaurants that we did find that were awesome. Like we did go to a lot of rooftop bars. And so my phone, the phone network that I use is Verizon. And luckily while I was out there, my phone worked like as if it worked back at home. So it was easy for me to GPS, go places, Google areas, and thank God for Instagram and all these, you know, and Google, because nine years ago, yes, these places, these things did exist, but they didn't exist the way they do now. So back then, if I wanted to experience a restaurant or a bar, I had to go based on word of mouth. Now I can just Google it and find the top 10 places to visit or the must-sees and see the reviews and know whether or not they're worth going to. So with that being said, I would say that Rome was an awesome city, of course, but that's the downfall I would say about it. The hustlers kind of deciding whether or not how authentic certain places were. We did go to a rooftop bar and meet these two lovely girls who one was studying abroad. The other one was the sister who was visiting and she had been in Rome for about three months up until that point. So she had a list of places she recommended. And one of the places she recommended we go to was actually an Irish pub. Now, she was an American. And something that I already knew about Italy is like, again, like I said before, Italians do not drink to get drunk. They drink to socialize. But that also meant that a lot of places closed, quote unquote, early. And when I say early, I mean like midnight. Now, that was 
because of COVID regulations, but also because those were also just the hours of operation. Now, the Irish pub she recommended was one of the only area, one of the only bars that were in the area that closed at like three in the morning. So there was a night where me and Arnaldo, we were like, okay, well, like, come on, like we're in Rome, like let's party. So we go to this Irish pub and let me tell you something. It was so funny just being in there because not only was it so cozy and just so Irish, and I guess I can say that because I work at an Irish pub, the music they were playing was like music from like 2007, but I fucking loved it because it kind of took me down memory lane and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I just went back in time, Um, but it was awesome, but I want to give you some tea, so tell me how you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm posing, you know, these videos, I'm excited to be there. And I show that I'm at an Irish pub, of course. And it's so funny, because some of my managers ended up like responding to the video and was like, Oh, my God, I've actually been there before. And it's just so funny, like having that connection right away. But then I had this girl, I'm not going to say any names. But she responds to one of the videos that I posted, you know, being in an Irish pub. And mind you, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Okay. She responds to my video and she goes, you are in the most affluent places in the world, best known for the best food in the world, yet you're at an Irish pub. Um, hello? Like, what the fuck? And when I read the message, I read it in that tone. There was no LOL. There was no crying, laughing emoji face. Like the way that it was written sounded exactly the way it was meant to be sounded. And for me, because I've been known for like misreading things. No, let me take it back. I don't want to say that I've been known for it. It's just, it's hard to understand what people mean what they when they say certain things on online right because you don't know what tone they're saying it in and I feel like people can relate to that right that's why whenever I write messages I do a lot of commas I do the dot dot dots I throw in a laughing face or an lol even if I don't find it funny I throw it in there just to kind of like make it seem that it's not as aggressive as I'm trying to make it sound like, right? This is the way that I communicate online because again, you just never know what kind of tone people are trying to, you know, put out. So when I read the message, I read it the way that I know it was meant to be sounded or meant to be taken as, but because, you know, I'm on vacation, I'm not trying to go on a fucking I don't know, like trying to, I don't know, like I just, I read the message and I was like, what the fuck? So I wrote back to be like classy about it, to be like polite, nice, right? So I put LOL, well, you know, like places close early out here. It's my boyfriend's birthday. We're just out here drinking. Like this is one of the only places that stay open late. So we just trying to get lit, laugh out loud, you know? And she wrote back like laughing my ass off, like, oh, I guess that's acceptable. I'll, I'll accept that. That's fair. But it's still like, bitch, what the fuck are you saying to me? Like, it like still kind of bothered me and it kind of like resonated with me a little bit. And I hated that it did because like, how am I going to let a bitch try to make me feel a type of way for going out to a pub, even though I'm in Italy? And like, I was like talking to my mom about it. And I was like, I hate that it bothered me that she said that. Like, I almost wish I had a different reaction. Like, I wish I would have like reacted like the way that I wanted to. Like, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck cares? And my mom was like, honey, did she pay for your trip? 
I was like, no. I was like, did she give you money for your trip? Did she give you money for your drinks? Did she tell you, did she make your itinerary? Did she pay for your Airbnb? I was like, no. And she, she, and then she was like, all right then, let that bitch hate. Who fucking cares? If you're in Paris and want to eat Chinese food, then you eat Chinese food in Paris. And I was like, you know something, that's, that's fucking damn right. And let me tell you something, anybody that's listening, anyone who's listening right now, hopefully you didn't get distracted. If you are anywhere and happen to be in the mood for anything, don't feel like you cannot. Like, listen, obviously, when we're on vacation, everybody has that rule that when you're on vacation, you're not going to eat at places that you can find back at home, right? Because you're at where you're at and you want to have the most authentic experience. And that's fair. That's kind of the model, the rule that I live by, especially when I travel. Like, I have braces right now, right? And eating pasta is actually really hard for me to eat because it gets caught in my braces. But being in Italy, I was like, I am not missing the opportunity to not have, to you know, to not have authentic homemade pasta. Like, no, I am eating real pasta everywhere I go. And that's exactly what I did. I ate pizza. I ate pasta. Like I had prosciutto and I don't even eat pork, but I ate it anyway. And anyway, <clears throat> actually, wait, I think prosciutto is beef. Moving on. But that's my point that I'm trying to make, like pasta carbonara, like fuck that. I ate it all the time. So, but at the end of the day, like if you're on vacation and you just happen to be in the mood for the Cheesecake Factory or you're just happen to be in the mood for fucking chicken wings or rice and beans or you want some pizza or chinos, then fucking have it. Don't let nobody make you feel a type of way because I let that happen and I hate it that it did. And I needed to like switch on the bad bitch in me and just be like, you know what, bitch, I don't give a fuck. How lucky am I to be in Rome and just get to go to a fucking Irish pub? When I was in Venice, I found a Chino's, a fucking Chinese restaurant. And I kid you not, I almost was like, babe, I could use me some dumplings right now. Like I, I saw that and got, and I'm in the mood for it, but I held back and I was like, no, I'm in Venice. I'm going to have Venetian food. Like I am going to have authentic Venetian food, seafood, pasta, pizza. Like I'm going to have it all. I could get chinos back at home, but that place was lit. Didn't go in though, but yeah, like it kind of made me feel a type of way. So that was like a little bit of tea I had for you. And that's like one thing I also noticed being on my trip too, like people will act like they're happy for you, but low key be like jealous. And I even felt at one point, like maybe I should stop posting because I didn't want to make people feel a type of way. But then I'm like, why the fuck would I think that? Why the fuck would I do that? Like, if you don't like it, then go somewhere else. Like, I don't post things. I don't do things like because I want to appear a certain way. I do it because I genuinely love to travel. Like I love to do this. Like, like I follow people who travel the world because I love looking at that. Like I, like I find it as inspiration. Like anytime I come across like an Instagram reel of like somebody like at the Maldives or in the Amalfi coast or in Paris or in Greece or like anywhere beautiful, like I fuck, I follow all of it. I save the videos. I heart, I heart it. I comment. Like, I'm like, yo, like I want to go there. Like, look how beautiful this is. Like I like, I gravitate towards that. So when I post something as equivalent and I feel so proud of myself for saying that I was able to do it and I get like a reaction where it's like, oh, look at this bitch. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, it's so disappointing. But anyway, I felt like I had to like vent that out for a little bit. Anyway, 
let's move on. So from Rome, we went straight to Florence. Now, Florence is where I lived when I studied abroad, right? So I have like a deep connection to Florence. I just absolutely love the city because, you know, I lived there. So I'm a little biased. But because I wanted to be in Florence really long and my boyfriend was like, you know, like, let's try to do as much as we can do. I was like, okay, fine. So we only limited Florence for one day. And even on that same day, we like arrived, took a train to Pisa, which is where the Tilting Tower is, took our pictures and then went back to Florence to kind of spend the rest of the day. The following day, we were to leave to Venice, but our Airbnb host was nice enough to have to hold our suitcases until our train ride the next day. So we kind of had like a day and a half in Florence, which was kind of nice. So I took him to Gusto's Pizza, which is a pizzeria that was near my apartment when I lived out in Florence. And oh my God, they have the best pizza. Guys, if you are planning to go to Italy and happen to go to Florence, go to Gusto's Pizza, Pizzeria. They have the best brick oven style pizza. It's delicious. I had a truffle pizza and Arnaldo had their traditional Gusto's pizza which is pretty much like an arugula I'm sorry it's like a margarita pizza but with like cherry tomatoes and fresh arugula it's fucking delicious and he added prosciutto on top because he likes his pizza like kind of meaty my, my mouth is literally salivating I apologize um but yeah I love Florence again I have such a deep connection to it the Duomo the Duomo which is like the big church with the dome um man like anytime I would see it it was just like beautiful now there's a piazza that sits like on top of a hill it's called the Piazza de Michelangelo which gives you the entire view of the whole city which is like the one place I wanted to make sure to go to aside from Gusto's Pizzas of course um to show Arnaldo like you know the whole view because this is like an area where me and my old roommate, the one that I lived with, obviously, when I was in Italy, uh, would frequent at. And when we went there, we took a cab because it's like a far walk. And at that point, we were just trying to save time. And yo, the amount of people, once again, I was like, what the fuck? Like the entire railing where you would see the view off of was completely taken by people. Like I wanted to take photos, but it was almost impossible to do that without having anybody in the way. So annoying. Um, but it was kind of funny because at one point we got to like the second level of where the view was. And as we were approaching, it didn't seem as crowded. So I was like, oh, yay, like maybe we can take nice pictures here. And as I was approaching it, I witnessed a proposal. And I was like, oh, my God, how cute. And it was so funny because like as I was walking to the railings, I noticed that like everybody had paused and was like looking at a direction. And I was like, what is everybody looking at? And it was just literally this couple. And it was like this guy. And like, he was like on one knee. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I heard somebody like, do you want me to record it? But I guess like they were so in the moment that like nobody wanted to interrupt them. Um, and like, she just was like in shock. Like you can tell she was in shock. And I mean, it was quick. It was like literally within 10 seconds. Like he got on one knee. He said something. She didn't say shit. He put the ring on her finger. She was shaking and she was like, oh, my God. And she gave him a hug and a kiss. And then they just were walking away from the railing. I was like, OK, that was quick. Um, but anyway, I guess I got used to watching proposal videos last for like five fucking minutes. So I'm like, I guess I was expecting the same time frame. But no, it was cute. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. This is like my favorite place in the world, literally. And I just witnessed a proposal. Like, what a beautiful moment. So we went there. 
it was still kind of impossible to capture the beauty. Um, but we were like, listen, let's just um, let's go to Gusta's Pizza or I'm sorry, they weren't even open. But I was like, let's go to the Piazza, the like another Piazza that I knew of that was like down the hill. So I put my GPS and the GPS had me go through like this garden, which is so crazy because I when I again, I, I feel like I'm going to say that so many times throughout this episode, forgive me. But the last time I was in Florence, I never knew of this garden. Because again, nine years ago, well, okay, actually, this is kind of funny. When I lived in Italy, I lost my phone the third day of like the whole trip. And I was devastated. So I was limited to this little Nokia phone that the school had provided for us to use that made like international calls. And then my iPad that I literally used as a camera. So fucking cringy. But... It was what I was limited to. So I never like GPS anything, right? I just followed, I just retraced my steps from like all the places I had been to before and use an actual map to get to places I wanted to go to. But that was it. Going through the garden was something that I had done for the first time. So going with my phone, I was like, oh shit, I never knew this existed. I'm going through the garden. I'm seeing like this beautiful fountain, rose bushes, like beautiful areas throughout this garden. And then I come across this area where it gives the perfect view of Florence and nobody was there. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you, God, for giving me this. Like, I felt like God had gifted me (laughs) this moment because all I wanted really was just a picture that captured the beauty of Florence you know, the whole reason why I love the city so much. And I really wanted to capture it at the Piazza de Michelangelo. But because there were so many people, I was like, it's almost impossible. Like even sitting on the steps, there were filled of people like it was so annoying. And then I go through this garden and it was like, God was like, here you go, Nicole, stop bitching. Here's your little moment. Take your fucking picture. And I was like, thank you. Um, so that's the picture I have on my Instagram where I'm like, you know, leaning on a le- or leaning on this railing and you just see um, like the hill that goes down and then you see Florence in the background. And it's just literally my favorite picture. Like I am going to print that picture out and frame it because it's my favorite picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that was Florence. And then after Florence, we then took a train over to Venice. Now Venice, I absolutely loved. Venice is beautiful. And what I love about Venice too, is like there aren't any cars that are there, right? Like it's kind of like a little island. Anywhere you want to go, you're going through like these little alleyways are so narrow, kind of scary at night, not gonna lie. Um, But it was, it was so cool just exploring the city. I feel like I had the best food in Venice, maybe not entirely, because I do want to say that like in Rome, I feel like I had the best pasta carbonara in Florence. I had the best pizza, which obviously is Gusta's pizza. And then in Venice, I feel like I had the best seafood. I had like there was like one afternoon where we I ordered like fried seafood and like the breading was so perfect. It was like lightly breaded, perfectly salted. They gave me fresh lemons. I like squeeze that shit all over it. You'll see it in one of the Instagram reels I posted. And the weather was kind of overcasted, but it was it was great. It was definitely colder in Venice than anywhere else we had been. But with all the drinking and with all the walking, it kind of balances out, 
we did the gondola rides that was so peaceful like i could totally fall asleep on it but i was so focused on the pictures i was like uh-uh like let me tell you something the gondolas were extremely expensive they're like 80 euro for just 30 minutes and if you want to get dropped off at a different part of the city like it will cost more money so that's like something to definitely keep in mind if you're thinking of doing something like that so with the 30 minutes that we had i was like uh-uh we taking the pictures but we're also like going to like indulge in this like view like in this moment so for the first like 10 minutes i was like we got to take these pictures babe go over there let's do this and so we did like a whole fucking photo shoot for 10 minutes and then for the remaining 20 we just like drank and we talked and arnaldo talked to the um, the guy who was like um steering the gondola and it's so funny because the guy was italian he didn't really speak much english but he spoke fluent spanish so they were like talking and like just hitting it off and the guy was like asking where we were from and arnaldo like you know being so prideful of being puerto rican he was like you know i'm puerto rican uh but she's her mom's from puerto rico and her dad's from dominican republic and the gondola and the guy was like oh her mother has good taste my wife is from dominican republic i was like yes bitch come through italy and let me tell you something we met a lot of cubans a lot of dominicans a lot of like people that were also from the caribbean so that was kind of cool to witness you know um but it also goes to show that like Italy too like especially in those touristy areas it's kind of like a melting pot like you see people from all over the world that work there live there um even that are from there um yeah we met a lot of nice people while we were on the trip but Venice was great I loved our Airbnb it was on the first floor so that was like a nice break from having to pull our luggage because let me tell you by towards the end of the trip my suitcase got real heavy really really heavy there was a funny moment in Venice that I wanted to bring up. So in one of the days, or actually, I want to say it was like the second day we were in Venice. Uh, after we had dinner, after we had like, you know, walked. Well, actually, we hadn't really had dinner. It doesn't matter. I'm always like trying to get into the specifics. I never get to the point. My bad. <laughs> so we ended up going to an Irish pub, right? Because they're fucking everywhere. And again, we like to drink and we like to stay out late and places close early in, you know, Venice and whatever. We're on vacation. Fuck it. So we come across an, we come across an Irish pub and they there was um a game on there was i think it was it was a soccer game and it was like liverpool versus manchester and it was a big game and every like the pub was like super packed we find some seats and i tell my boyfriend and i go okay ask them if they have chips now again really quick to clarify i work at an irish pub right so like i'm familiar with like the lingo and and i feel like also not that i need to justify it or explain it but given that i work at an irish pub I genuinely like going to Irish pubs. Like even when I go to New York, I go to an Irish pub. When I went to Key West, I went to an Irish pub. Like we are, we like it. We like them a lot. And given that we were in Europe, I feel like, well, this is like the closest I'll get to an Irish pub. I mean, it's no Ireland, obviously. We're in Italy, but fuck it. Like close enough, right? Like it should be just as cool. And it, and it was. So when we got there, I told my boyfriend, like, listen, ask them if they have chips. Now chips in Ireland or in any Irish pub would be French fries, crisps are potato chips, right? That would be the difference. So tell Arnaldo, babe, ask them if they have chips. 
If so, let me get an order. Um, and then I want a half and half. So a half and half is half Guinness, half harp or bass. Actually, it's technically harp. A black and tan is half Guinness, half bass. Just a little, little tip for you. Anyway, so let's get into it. So he goes up to the bartender and he goes, hey, guys, um, can I have um, an order of chips? The bartender doesn't like throw him, but tosses him a bag of potato chips. And it was like, motherfucker, no, we meant French fries. Like we're, we're just trying to be, you know, like, like we know what we're talking about. But I guess the bartender just figure, oh, Americans they are asking for chips. This is what they meant. And Ronaldo's like, no, I meant chips as in French fries. And the bartender's like, oh, we don't have French fries here. It's only a bag of potato chips. So he's like, it's all good. Let me get a Kilkenny and my girlfriend will have a half and half. And the bartender goes and the thing Arnaldo told me he was like they did it he didn't mean it in a condescending way he wasn't being an asshole about it if anything they were laughing about it but the bartender says you don't mix god's nectar with shit as in saying like you don't mix guinness with anything else so when Arnaldo brought back the beer to me he was like this is what he said and i was like what I thought this was authentic i thought this is what they do i mean that's what my job tells me that i that they're supposed to do and Arnaldo's like, um, he's like, no, apparently, like, they don't fuck with Guinness. Like, you don't mix Guinness with anything. Like, this isn't as authentic as you're thinking. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I have a bone to pick with my managers. Like, how dare they embarrass me like that? Like, I work at an Irish pub. It's pretty authentic. Yes, it's at Disney, but still, I don't care. Like, the owners of the pub are from Ireland. Practically all of my managers are from Ireland. Like, during training, like I had to learn all the mixes for beers. Like if anybody asks for like a snake bite, a bumblebee, a half and half, a black velvet, a blacksmith, like I know what those mixes are. So I'm here thinking a half and half is just as authentic as ordering a fucking Kilkenny, but I guess it's not. And I was like super embarrassed by that. And I'm like, what the fuck? So Arnaldo trying to make me feel better goes and says, babe, don't feel bad. They have a fucking parrot as a mascot. And I look at Arnaldo and I'm like, babe, it's not a parrot. It's a toucan. The guy in front of us literally chimes into our conversation and goes, yeah, mate, it's a toucan. And when he says that, he lifts up his sleeve and has a fucking toucan drinking a Guinness as a tattoo on his damn forearm. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get into a fight. No, but the guy started laughing. Arnaldo started laughing. It was like, oh, shit, my bad. You know, it's just I, I forget the name of the bird. Yes, it's a toucan, you know, but we all started laughing. The guy in front of us was from Ireland. And I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I was like, listen, I don't want to be offensive, but like, I always thought that half and half was like pretty authentic. Like, you know, I work at an Irish pub. Like, I'm over here trying to prove my credibility. I'm like, I, I promise I'm not a dumb American. I, I work at an Irish pub in Disney World. Like, you know, like the owners are from Ireland. Like, this is what I learned. And he was like, no, listen, like, he's like, you know, snake bites are pretty common. You know, shandies are pretty common, you know, but. Uh, you know nobody in ireland fucks with guinness like you guinness is guinness and that's how you drink it that's how you're supposed to have it you're, you don't mix it with anything else and i was like oh damn so then we just started talking to them for a little bit and i was like yeah like i work here in orlando and he's like oh we've actually been there before and i was like oh shit really and he's like yeah we love disney world like you just you know obviously disney world is happiest place on earth like people from all over the world come to travel to orlando to go to disney world and especially where i work a lot of people tend to go too, and I was like telling them that um, the clientele is a lot of people from the UK that come to visit, especially during the summertime. Like, we get a lot of that, especially in the summer, because it's what 
they're familiar with, you know, the food and all of that. And he's like, yeah, no, we love, we love that place. We've been there before. So that was kind of cool, but it also goes to show like you got to be careful what you say out loud because you never know who's listening and you never know if you might really offend somebody. The guy took it like a champ. He was like not even offended at all. He thought it was funny that he didn't even know what the name of the bird was. I know Arnaldo knew what the fucking name of the bird was. Okay, I know he knows what a toucan is. We all eat Fruit Loops. Okay, but I know he was just saying it that way to make me feel better so I wouldn't feel as embarrassed, but. Lo and behold, the person in front of us had a fucking tattoo of a toucan drinking a Guinness. Like, how funny is that? But anyway, so that was like a funny moment we had in Venice. But fast forward that we ended up going back to Rome on the very last day. Uh, we stayed at a hotel, so that was like really nice. It was a Hilton. So, you know, we were all up in those bed sheets, indulging in the comfy mattress. Because that's the thing about Airbnbs, you know, like you're out there and... You know, you're grateful to feel like you're living like a local, you know, you're in someone's home and it's nice and cozy, but the bed is where it's at. You know, nothing is like your own bed or like a hotel bed. And it's, it's tricky because you see in Rome on our first three nights, the bed we had, thankfully, was the most comfortable bed. It was nice and firm, but the bed sheets were nice. They had a nice thick comforter. The AC, like, definitely dipped. Like, it was a nice cold room. And then, obviously, with the view of the Pantheon, which just made it even better. Um, but I will admit, the bed in Florence, it was comfortable, but it was two twin-size beds pushed together. So that was kind of like the middle part kind of got awkward for cuddling. And then in Venice, it's not that the beds weren't comfortable. It's just it got really hot at night. And there were signs all over the Airbnb that said not to leave the windows open due to the mosquitoes. Because hello, you're by the water. You're practically in a lagoon. So like there are going to be mosquitoes. But because Arnaldo gets so hot at night and I generate so much heat at night, like we like I mean he opened the window and we started getting bit so that was fucking annoying so there was like one night where we barely slept so like ending the trip in a Hilton on a Hilton comfy fluffy bed was like the cherry on top but that pretty much sums up the whole trip you know like there was a lot to do there was a lot that I learned um there was a lot to experience the food was amazing the wine was awesome I brought back so many souvenirs for myself for my mom for my friends so, so I was super excited to give them um all away but yeah no I I love the trip I, I definitely know for a fact that when I go back to Florence or when I go back to Italy I think I'm going to just land in Florence go to Venice again, just so I can show because I really want to go to Italy with my mom. That was actually the initial plan. But it just didn't work out that way, which is how I ended up going with my boyfriend. Um, which is still fine, you know, it still worked out the way I would have loved to because you know, I just wanted to go back to Italy. I've been dying to go back for years. Um, but I know that for the next time I go, I just want to experience like a whole other side of it, like more of the northern side. So like I want to do Lake Como. I want to do Venice again. I would love to do Verona. I would love to do um, like the Amalfi Coast like go to Portofino, go to Cinque Terre, like just kind of see like that side. Um, so definitely like that's my goal for the next time I go to Italy. When will I be back? I'm unsure, but hopefully soon. But there's so many places of the world that I want to see. So like, I really need to work on going to new places and not so much to the same places. But like, who cares? Whatever. It's my money. I can spend it however I want. 
But anyway, but that sums up my trip, my friends. I know this was a really long episode. I just wanted to give you all the details, all the tea. But yeah, I'm going to set up a poll on Instagram to see if you really care to know how I was able to afford the trip, how much I spent, all of those minor details. I'm not even going to lie, guys. It was a lot. There weren't any corners that I cut. I mean, granted, I did save for the trip. I did sacrifice some stuff back home you know I it was so funny I had a friend like reach out to me and was like I was wondering where you went like you know you weren't really posting anything for a while but it was mainly because I was just trying to save up for this trip and I don't really like talking about the places I'm about to go to until like the very same week because you know there's people out there that be sending you bad juju and you know I never like to speak of it until I'm actually doing it um, but yeah, anyway, but that's it, my friends. Well, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening in. I know it was a very long episode, but again, there was a lot to talk about. So thank you so much for listening in. I love you guys so much. New episodes every Mondays and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.